Content warning for this episode. Uh, we do talk about uh, pet death, and there's another warning about that a little later on the introduction, as well as female bodily issues. So until I can get chapter marks, there's your warning uh, for listeners. Hi, folks. Uh, this podcast is brought to you from a house containing animals, one of whom just walked in, another of whom is asleep on the desk in front of me. There's there's a lot of that going on. Yes, was, hello, was, Ernie. Who is tragic, Ernie? Yes. Uh, we should also mention at this point in time, we swear. Frequently. And so we have to mark things explicit. And your one other warning uh, for this week's episode is we we lost a pet this week. And yes. so if that sort of thing uh, is problematic for you, you may want to skip ahead. Um, so welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 135. Yes, indeed. And to get the, the elephant out of the room, I'm yeah. afraid we lost our elderly cat, Smokey, last week. Uh, it was just after oh. we recorded Hidden yeah. Almanac, wasn't it? No, uh, it was just after we recorded this. We haven't recorded oh, yeah, yeah. Hidden, Almanac Hidden Almanac in several Almanac. months. Yeah, uh, Words, words exist. Uh, yeah. Yes, this podcast. And uh, he he. it was very quick. Um, he had a massive stroke. He did not linger. No, you know, it was torty now. Yes, yeah. Um. Uh, so it it was as as quick and easy as these things can be, really. But it was still sad, and the the cats are all. Um, he was sort of the senior cat, and so he we did not realize that there were certain highly specific duties that yeah. the cats expect the senior cat to fill, which include laying on Kevin's laptop. And laying yes. on Kevin's chest yes. at night, and mm -hmm. so uh, Torty and Orange have split these duties amongst themselves, which Orange, I think, you know, was always a laptop sleeper, but Torty um, just showed up and is like, well, you have to have a cat to sit on your chest, and now apparently that's my job. And and she's not lightweight. She She's not. She is a a chonk, I believe is the technical term. I was going to say she's very dense. Uh she she is like a little tortoiseshell dwarf star. So <laughs> you you can feel her mm -hmm. your lungs collapsing. Ernie, quit Ernie. harassing the cat. Yeah. Uh the the thing is though that this is the sort of thing that will have a really had like my Thursday I still went to work because that's a thing you do and what the fuck else was i going to do um since i couldn't sleep and i had to make sure jacob got to and from school and uh you know the world goes on and so i i, I tweeted that morning the only thing i could tweet which was chop wood carry water yeah it's um, uh for those of you who who may not be familiar with it there's a it's a cone right uh zen parable i believe zen parable yes uh, before enlightenment chop wood carry water after enlightenment chop wood carry water yeah the point being that no matter what <laughs> you will still need water and you will still need firewood so yes exactly uh, yeah so uh uh but um, i i it wasn't a great day no, I no, mean, it couldn't have been. It, it, I mean, we were up to like three because it, these things always happen at night. Yeah. Uh, and the one thing I found that was, I think, the most impactful on my productivity is I was used to, I still am sometimes, being able to just sort of lean a little bit to my right and peek behind the one monitor at the space with a laptop behind the other monitor. I have a laptop running as a server over there. But that's where Smokey slept for the last month. Yeah, it was warm, it was quiet, yeah. he liked it. It was out of the way, no one was going to uh, assault him or jump him or any, anything. Um, and so I, I, it was a habit that now I've got to kind of unlearn. And uh, Not that it was a bad habit, but sometimes even the good ones have to be unlearned. These are the holes that, mm -hmm. that things leave in our lives. I, uh, for a long time, when my uh, cat Loki died who was mm -hmm. the the first um our second cat that i had as an adult who was my cat and that you know uh i would see him out of the corner of my eye and my brain uh, when there was a dark shape you never realize how much your brain fills in details 
from what it assumes is there. Yeah. And so my backpack would be on the floor and I would see the cat for a split second because my brain would be like, that must be the cat, fill in appropriate details. And uh, it was, you know, like having a ghost made of dark blobs. And uh, that. so it was, it was, you get over things Mm -hmm. or if you don't get over it, at least... We've had enough pets that we are good at mourning and letting go and moving on. Except in some rare cases. When when I lost Brandon, the Border Collie, I... Oh, yeah, and I was destroyed when Ben, the cat, went. But that being said, it's not that it gets easier, but you get better at it. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing. And and when we talk about dealing with that side of things, it's it's not that it gets easier. But I, it's not that it, it does get easier. It doesn't hurt less. Right. Okay. It's yeah. That's, just, that's better. It's, yeah. It's it, still devastating. It's just that after a certain amount of time and experience, like anything else, you develop the skills to. I know what needs to be done next. Mm-hmm. I know this. I yeah. It's yeah. it's. Uh, you hate to think that grieving is a skill, but <laughs> it is something you can get better at handling. Uh, yes. Uh, it, it doesn't hurt any less, but you learn to cope better. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Uh, and which probably says something about the human condition, but, you know. That doesn't mean I don't have to stop myself every so often because I'm misting up over it or something like that. It's still There's still some rawness there. Yeah, well, I mean, um, it's it's been a week, so yeah, yeah, yeah. of course there is, but uh, yeah, it's we're we we this is territory we have covered at least. Yes. Do not know, do not tiny orange, do not pull on the cables with claws. Um, and the other cats are doing their best to uh, to take over the important human wrangling jobs. So yeah, there is there is an aspect in some of it like. Um, oh, finally, I have the ability to do X that I couldn't do before. There, there is some of that going on with the cats, but yeah, yeah. They, but they had, you know, they have clearly defined roles and they handle things much differently than we do. Yes. Which reminds me, where did she go? I heard her. Oh, was that? Yeah, no, that's Tordy over was, here. Was she tearing up one of the the pads I have on the floor? Uh, yeah. I have a standing desk, right? So I have and a hardwood floor. So I have pads that I will rest my feet on sometimes when I'm standing, sometimes when I'm sitting, and uh, they also happen to be exactly cat scratchable. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, it's texture. not just size; it's, it's texture. It's yeah. the texture. They love. To tear into them. So I've got this one that was really nice, and it's one of the, you know, multiple shapes, different zones for your feet, all that sort of thing. And the cats, uh, you know, it was a little more expensive. And so the cats just love tearing the living daylights out of that. Yeah, they've turned it into Swiss cheese. But all the bumps and all the contouring is still there, so it still (laughs) works. So I'm not like, "Eh, I need to go get another one and then laminate it so the cats can't get to it. Uh, I'm like, well, this is just how we live now. And why we don't really have that much expensive furniture. <laughs> uh, life hack: if mm-hmm. you uh, if you need an indoor couch, but you have animals of the scratchy, chewy variety, uh, we just got a um, out one of those outdoor patio couches, and the oh. which it's me- all metal frame, and uh, uh, the pillows. Pull out and are replaceable. Yes. So, and, and they are quick drying. Quick drying and super sturdy for yes. exterior. And uh, honestly, that thing has like been so much better than, than any any other piece of furniture we've we've you know fancy leather cloth whatever. Yeah. It is of the one two three four five five seat cushions. So far, the dogs have only managed to destroy one. Yes. And that's the one they sleep on all the time, I believe, between the dogs and the cats. It just wore through. And then they started, the cats started tearing out pieces of foam, or maybe the dogs did. Because it was funny at that point, but yeah. Yeah. But we replaced it, and it's, yeah, it's... uh, uh, We replaced just that cushion. Yep, because you can just buy it in sections, so... Uh, highly recommended oh, as, yeah. I mean, you're not going to win any House Beautiful Awards, but 
they hold up to wear and tear from beasties very well. And we have sort of resigned ourselves to the fact that our lives will never win any House Beautiful Awards. It's it's a thing. I, I don't think that we need to worry about. You <laughs> but, know. you know, we, we have things, happy cats and happy chickens. Things and, are clean and mo- things are mostly in their places and the chickens are happy and the cats are cats. Yes, hi, Tortuga. There's Tortuga now. Yes. So, yeah, other than that... Uh, Still, that kind of overshadowed the whole week. Really. It really, it really did. I, I had a three day weekend at least. Yes, because Monday was President's Day here in the U.S. Uh, family Day, I believe, in Canada. So a lot of North American people had the day off. Uh, at least I was in the lucky group, other than like federal employees and school children. Yes. Um, uh. Not everybody Obviously, gets that holiday off. Obviously, if you work retail or food service or whatever, you're screwed. I, or everyone else, but yeah. Uh, no, I got a call from my doctor's office. I got a call from the pet crematorium. I got, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. So uh, I am I am one of those lucky people who works for a uh, civilian private company that observes President's Day. Yay. Yes. Uh, all of that being said, that, that helped at least – get my mind a little better aligned um that three-day gap uh of of not having to be on on yeah on's a good term for that on is a very good term for that i mean despite the recording of a kuec it was uh still uh i i I didn't have to push my brain as hard yeah which was which was good and don't be afraid to take some time off or at least reduce your load in these circumstances because as as might have been talked about two weeks ago with the uh, interview with Michelle Wexelblatt three weeks ago two weeks ago eh. time um, time is fungible yeah that your brain needs time to recover from these things and uh the grieving process for a companion, whether it's a person or a pet or, uh, you know, that guy down the road who waved at you uh, is, is going to be different for everybody and get handled in its own time. So, yeah. And uh, this is obviously one of those do as I say, not as I do things. Yeah. Um, I, I have been sort of, up and down this week i've gotten a, a lot written um and then but i haven't done anything basically but right i have had uh at the risk of tmi one of those periods where uh, you remember the elevator scene in the shining Great. and then now i have to go back and update the content warning and <laughs> uh, if you saw Cabin in the Woods, there's an elevator scene in that. <laughs> I was at The Shining for a while, and I hit Cabin in the Woods style for a bit. And uh, basically, yeah, so I didn't get a lot done but writing. I got plenty of writing done. That's fine. <laughs> and then I went and played video games. And I feel guilty because it was like, one day I got everything done in an hour. I sat down, I slammed out 1,400 words. I was like, I am done. And then I, like, ran an errand and came home and played video games. And I was like, I worked for an hour today. That is bullshit. I should go do 10 other things because I felt guilty that I hadn't been productive enough. So I moved stone and nearly threw my back out because that was stupid. And uh, there's a moral to this story, but I don't know what it is except that, yeah, I have nothing. Yeah. God, periods suck. I used to have an IUD, meant I didn't get periods. That was great. Why did I not appreciate that at the time? Different IUD. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there is a... Um, I'd get it replaced, but it's so fucking excruciating. Uh, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Because, like, I would totally go back to the other one for reasons. You know, the period, the weight, the weight distribution is different. Like, I gain weight and my fat goes in different places now because of the different IUD. How messed up is that? But the problem is that having one pulled out is basically, like, um, uh, really unpleasant. I'm not going to get into too much gore because (laughs) Kevin is already turning, you know, like, wondering what he's going to have to do the content warning, but uh, I was squeezing Kevin's hand during it and making up my own lyrics to the Battle Hymn of the Republic, 
And Kevin. Pro, pro tip, by the way, pro tip that I learned during birthing classes is do not, when someone is in excruciating pain like that and they want to hold your hand, do not give them more than one finger. <laughs> because in extreme pain circumstances, like childbirth or which isn't that different i suppose and i mean ways. it is it is it's equivalent to to contractions but no tearing or anything like right. that yeah uh, same yeah, same thing right. as the the amount of pressure that can be exerted by a person squeezing is enough that it has been known to grind finger bones together and break fingers because there's the, the you know so you give them one finger cuz they can't squeeze all they want there isn't enough to crack the bones against each other unless somehow they're managed to squeeze your finger long ways at which point you really need a primer on holding hands and squeezing the really funny thing is that uh when i was at the hugo awards the yep. first year uh the yep. two people on either side of me were kevin on one side and jim van verth who is Merle lafferty's husband mm -hmm. both of whom who have been in a delivery room and i grabbed their heads and they both instinctively <laughs> did the don't break my fingers grip and uh jim said that he about got he finally got feeling back in his hand right about the second award so yes uh, yeah it was yeah, tense it was so uh... Anyway. Just a little. Just a little. So, uh, yeah, it's been that kind of week. It's been that, yeah. Norm normally, these these feminine complaints are not so bad for me. I am fairly lucky, so the fact that I have been like, this is just bullshit and I hate it, and I'm going to curl in fetal position with potato chips and shoot monsters is uh, fortunately fairly rare. Yeah. But that is luck of the draw and hormones and not a reflection. It is not a symbol of virtue. So if you aren't that lucky, I feel you. You're not a bad person. You just got unlucky. Yes, there is There is a, a large chunk of that. Anyway, so we should talk about something that is not, um, for example, my uterus. Okay. Let's talk about my friend Gene Hack. Okay. Or uh, a.k.a. Gene um, John Anderson. Okay. Uh, let me, I need to verify that because it occurs to me, I very rarely use his full real name. And so I'm like, let me make sure I'm getting that last name correct. Otherwise, he's going to yell at me later and it will be funny. Or maybe we're just going to have to go back and uh, edit things. Edit so things. Kevin is digging through information now. So uh, it, it is the season when I am reading up on. Yes, John um, Anderson. There it is. Okay. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Yes, I. So <laughs> I'm sure that joke has been made. Gene, many I'm really times. sorry about that. Uh, uh, yes, but let me point out that oh, we belong to the generation that makes that joke still. That's fair. You know, they're making a fourth one. Uh, no. Yeah. No, I, I, I attempt to disbelieve. There's, there's footage of Keanu in costume. Wait, Keanu is in it. Yeah. The man does not age. Somewhere there is a portrait aging for him. I I know, I know. So anyway, my my friend Gene, yes, and I sat down and talked about how Gene stays productive, which is really interesting because he's a uh, VP in a small uh, custom programming house. Cool, and it's it's pretty pretty cool. He's the the VP of uh, technology. And so we're going to talk to Gene about that right after, well, this. Folks, I am here today with my friend Gene, aka John Anderson, and we are going to talk about how John stays productive. 
And I notice you're moving. So you've got one of those standing desks with the treadmill under it. I've got one of those standing desks with a treadmill under it. Yeah. And I try to, I try to walk when I'm on a call. (laughs) I'm a pacer too. So you may like, there may be some point where I vanish from the camera view because I have stepped off of the treadmill to the side to move around more. That's fine. No one actually gets to see this. I, 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 you and I see the camera uh, so that we can read body language and I can trace sure. things. Yeah. Uh, but uh, sorry, folks at home, you're, you miss it every time. You really do. Uh, so. It should be uh, a premium channel. It should be with the video content. <laughs> yeah, but then Ursula would, uh, Ursula's very big on, but when we record a podcast, I don't have to wear pants. And, you know, that's, that's a big deal. You're only seeing me from the nipples down. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. See folks, we're, we're earning that explicit re- rating right away. Uh, so Gene, what is it you do? Cause I know you're in the same basic field that I am, but yeah, I don't I'm know I- where you are. Yeah. I'm in it. Um, my title is uh, vice president of technology for a company called infinity interactive. We do custom software development and technology consulting. Cool. Cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. good gig. I've been here for about seven years. Company is about 22 years old. We're about 30 people um, and just do a variety of things in a variety of industries. Yeah. And premium work from home stuff. Premium work from home stuff. Yeah. We're, we're all on shore. Um, mostly, most everybody I work with is like a 10 to 15 year IT veteran. Um, we have a few younger people, but mostly highly skilled, highly experienced, been there, done that, get it done types. Yeah. Do you ever have the argument over over uh, first computers? Because we had that one on Slack at work the other day. And I, it was a near thing between me and another guy because I have, my first was a TRS-80. And I think he was only slightly before that. So yeah, first computers, first consoles. Yep. Yep. I have to, you have to do it. Yeah. Once, once you hit a certain point and then somebody's always like, my first console was an Xbox and we're all like, you're so young. <laughs> yeah. I think last year was the first year we had somebody, we had an intern uh, who was born after I graduated from high school. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I try not to think about that because at this point we're we're reaching the things where an intern in that age category is the same age as my oldest son. Yeah. So it's it's yeah it's like mm, yeah. So um, doing all of that and working from home uh, is there is there anything else? What what hobbies do you have other than uh, Twitter? Hey, uh, Twitter, um, open source stuff. Um, I have a, a, a large yard that is just in dire need of about 20 years of sustained attention. Um, two daughters. Oh, so, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, reading, you know, just the usual mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right, so with all that going on, how do you keep yourself organized? Um, so it kind of varies. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been, um, I went through the whole life hacks thing, um, back in what the mid two thousands, early I, 2010s, yeah. 43 folders, Merlin man, that whole crowd when GTD mm-hmm. was first popular. Um, and one of the things I've noticed is I have a tendency to do something for a while and it works really well. And it gets to the point where I'm, it's kind of on autopilot and then it's working so well that I quit doing it <laughs> and yeah. kind of everything collapses. And then I kind of have to pick up the pieces and I end up doing something different mainly to sustain my attention and doing the thing mm-hmm. to keep all of the things together. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a lot of little, um, little things. I kind of, I was thinking about it because I knew you were going to ask this question. Um, (laughs) And you know how people talk about small a agile, Mm -hmm. like big Mm -hmm. a agile and small a agile. Yeah. Um, And I like to think about it like a little bit more complicated than that. It's kind of like agile practices now in it or more, it's a continuum sort of more like Christianity. So you have like Catholic agile. That's like high ceremony. (laughs) 
And then it goes all the way down to like what we do at work is kind of somewhere around like a Methodist or a Unitarian agile. <laughs> so That's what I do, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> what I do for personal organization is kind of the same thing. It's like a small G GTD. Mm-hmm. Like there's a bunch of stuff that I do not do, but then there are other things that I think are really important. Like, at writing down something or, or getting it out of your head as soon as you have the thought, mm-hmm. um, having some sort of mechanism to do that for some sort of ubiquitous capture thing. Um, the weekly review, which I'm really bad at making myself do, but uh. always get a ton out of ha- like, once I do it, I'm like, wow, that feels so good. Why was I putting that off? Please excuse Hi, Smokey. Yeah. That's the old man of the house. He's 13. Um, and has oh, and lost some teeth this past month. So, Oof. yeah, That's not good. He's he's going to my other like you know how it is. How many? I I don't know how many machines you have over the course of your office, but I've got like three laptops and Raspberry Pis. And so there's this one laptop. It's an old MacBook Air that's sort of a server, and it's really warm. So he sleeps on there a lot. <laughs> um. Anyway. So yeah, uh, capture is important, writing mm-hmm. things down. Um, what I've been doing lately is, because the, the struggle that I've always had is I really like paper. Yeah. I like the affordances of paper. Um, I like when I take notes, I'm also kind of a little draw little notes person that just doesn't translate well to anything electronic. So I, I, I have a pull towards paper, but I also like having whatever the list of stuff is everywhere and accessible all the time. Like I need it on my phone and iPad and computer and everything. So I really need the digital part too. Yeah. So what I've been doing lately is everything is at OmniFocus. All the tasks are in OmniFocus. I have OmniFocus on my phone, OmniFocus on the iPad. So if I think of an idea, it's easy to get it into the inbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have a very um, lowercase b bullet journal type thing where and and i don't do i do none of the um what do they call them spreads yeah the word i find hard to use without snickering um i do none of like the monthly or the weekly or anything it's just sort of every day i make a new date line and i draw a line under it and then i sit down with omnifocus and literally copy out the things i want to do that day from omnifocus Mm -hmm. into the paper right and then I work off of the paper. And I, once I copy everything out, you can see. Mm. I mean, once I copy oh, yeah. everything yeah, out yeah, for yeah. the day and I get the list done, I draw a little line underneath the last one, which is that's the end of the stuff that came out of OmniFocus. If I need to write anything down during the day there for whatever reason, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it needs to get into OmniFocus if I didn't right. do it. Um, so just that, OmniFocus... Google Calendar for anything that has a time sort of schedule associated with it. Um, Penboard for stuff that I want to read, but not right now. Yeah. Um, other than that, different, you know, Moleskine for notes. Ah, oh, Moleskine. Um, and, you know, just that's basically it. Write things down and try mm-hmm. not to keep it all in my head. And so that actually sort of rolls into the next question. And uh, you already talked a little bit about it and that's what habits and systems are valuable to you as part of that. So yeah. the cap, the, the, the daily capture and transcribe the weekly review when you remember to do it. Yeah. <laughs> or when I stop putting it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just sit down and do it. And like my weekly review. So I have, I've got a lot of stuff in OmniFocus that's set up as, um, recurring tasks that reoccur based on when they become scheduled. Okay. Like every day I have, you know, take your meds, eat breakfast, weigh yourself, Mm -hmm. morning routine stuff. I have weekly things for, um, you know, check for software updates on all the computers. Um, I use this little piece of software I wrote in Perl that's called Got that basically knows where all of the Git repositories on a machine are and lets me say, 
update all of them at once and show me which ones have stuff not checked in. Oh my god. <laughs> I I wow. Okay. Is is that in a repo somewhere or it's, is that it's, it's it's on CPAN. I mean, okay. I can, I can email you the URL. Um, yeah, it just lets you, you know, you have to tell it, this is a Git repo I want you to manage. But then mm -hmm. after that, you it's basically batch operations across all the Git repositories that it knows about. Right, right. Um, run that on all the machines and make sure I didn't do something and commit it somewhere and forget to push it or just not commit it at all. Um, so there's like, you know, 20 or 30 things in the, the weekly ritual list, the final yeah. one of which is review everything at OmniFocus. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a set of monthly things like, you know, clean the grease trap on the stove. Um, so all of that stuff is scheduled so that it repeats on whatever the interval is, but mm -hmm. not after I did it, after it was supposed to have been done, if that makes sense. So if it comes due on a day, on, on, Sunday, and I don't actually do it until Tuesday, the next one will get scheduled for the next Sunday. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, actually a way to do that in org mode, which is what I've been using lately, where you just say, okay, yeah, schedule this uh, in one week. But, you know, if you've, if it's overdue, don't schedule it like one week from the day you do it, schedule it one week from the day it was supposed to be done. Supposed to be done. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I went through an org mode phase. Mm -hmm. um, I'm an Emacs person and I'm well. a markdown person and <laughs> you think it would be perfect. And it just, the lack of it on the phone was always a problem for me. That it is the, a challenge. It is a challenge. Yeah. The couple of apps that were available were not great at the they're, time. I mean, it's been a few years, so. They're, they're not much better. They're not. Um, what else is our habits that are important to me? Um, I mean, just, you know, I, 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 every, I try every night before I leave my office and go back in my house, I write out, I have a whiteboard that's right next to my desk. So mm -hmm. we're a, we're a consulting company. Um, and so some of the projects I'm on are what we call time and materials. So we're actually billing based on how right. much we work. Other things are fixed fee, but it's important that everybody who works for us have a strong habit of tracking their time. And, right. and we log time against JIRA tickets. We only log in half hour increments, so it's not like mm -hmm. it's that bad. But I, just over the course of the day, I start in the upper left-hand corner of my whiteboard and just write down from... 8 to 8.30, I did this. Right. In the lower left-hand corner, I have what my schedule is going to be uh, for the day, and mm -hmm. I sort of erase meetings as they happen. So every every night before I you know turn off the lights in my office, I log my time based off the upper left-hand corner, and I write out the agenda for the next day in the lower left so that when I roll back into the office in the morning, it's all ready to go. Like that... And I, in theory, I'm also cleaning out anything that ended up in my OmniFocus inbox, mm -hmm. putting it into projects, any notes that I took where I wrote down to-dos and them, I transfer into OmniFocus, like all that sort of clearing the decks energy and, and getting ready for stuff in the morning. Yeah. And, and I'm not perfect at it. There are definitely times when I don't do that and I roll in the next morning and I'm like, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> I'll do this. Um, yeah. But, just that discipline and of, of trying to kind of one of the things that David Allen, I, I don't think it's in GTD. I think it's in one of the follow-up books that he wrote. He has mm -hmm. a section where he talks about the importance of keeping hard edges on your systems so that you don't ever have to think about where does something go. Right. Things either go into the to-do list if they're a task or the, if, if it's a thing that has more than one step that needs to be done, it's a project mm -hmm. and that's a different, level or if it's something that has a deadline that's a different thing or if it's something that's like like this interview that's a calendar thing because it's right. happening at a particular time and you shouldn't ever be like you should never have tasks on your calendar because it just yeah. confuses yeah, yeah, yeah. you right so in the same sort of way um i think if you're working from home it's important to keep those hard edges on like work time versus not work time and have almost like little rituals. So my, like my office is in my backyard. It's a, it's part of a detached garage. So I actually oh, okay. have a, I have a commute. It's <laughs> like a 20 foot walk. 
across the backyard. But I and in the morning, I, I I do the morning carpool for my daughter and a couple other kids who go to her school. So that I, I try to think of that as my commute. Like I right. leave my house, I get in my car, I drive around for a while, I park my car back at my house, but that doesn't matter. And then it's like, okay, now I'm at work. Mm-hmm. And then I do my little Mr. Richard, Mr. Rogers puts back on his shiny shoes, hangs up the cardigan <laughs> thing, and I go back in the house, and that's like now I'm done. Right. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I I do something similar, um, which will it'll be an interesting shift next year when uh Jacob's off to college. And I, I don't have to sort through that morning of I have to be up at a certain time, to be in the car at a certain time, to get him to school at a certain time. And I don't know if that's going to be better or worse in terms of work-life balance. Just be different. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely, like, one of the things I enjoy about working from home is that my work-life balance is really shitty. Um <laughs> Which could be a problem, but is also sort of a benefit in that, you know, I don't have any, if I, if I don't get around to go to the grocery store on the weekend, I go to the grocery store during the day and I try to time it so that I'm going when nobody else is there. Right. Um, Right. After the morning soccer mom rush, uh, before the after school or lunch rush. Yeah, I go to yeah. the gym between two thirty and three oh, because nice. it's the same thing. Same thing, and mm-hmm. I just I have that flexibility, um, and I work a little bit later, or you know, just depending on what's going on with the day, I may come back after dinner and do a couple hours at night, um, and that works for me. So yeah, yeah, I've had the uh, the weird split of uh, there are people I need to be working with in Europe and there are people I need to be working with who are in Australia. And so I have a read like intense in the morning, intense in the evening, late evening, afternoon, and then this lull in the middle of the day. But since I'm on the U S East coast, there's a lot of people who are still expecting and asking me questions. And it's like a little rough, but yeah, we're, we're getting the balance back. Uh, it's been a very intense project. So yeah. Yeah. That's a, I I'm, Pacific time and mostly work with East time. So I start a little bit early, but round about three, things get kind of quiet. Yeah. It's a great time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think you've already given hints as to how you do this. Um, how do you decide what to do first? Um, it's really to, like very on the fly. Um, I'll come in, you know, and I'd be there in, a, in an ideal day. I've kind of done this the night before and right. sort of put together my my daily list and picked out kind of the two or three most important things that I'm going to try to do. Um, or I'm doing that the, in the morning or like yesterday, I do it after lunch because that's when I get done uh, <laughs> fighting the fire that right. was burning when I walked in the door at nine o'clock. So it's a combination of like looking at like, what's my schedule? Do I have a chunk of time where I'm going to get anything done? Or do I have a bunch of half hour long meetings spaced one hour apart so that I'm not going to do anything other than talk on the phone and take bio breaks and come back and talk on the phone more. Right. Right. Um, so it's very, very odd, very ad hoc and very in the moment. I don't do a whole lot of uh, like, what are my goals for the week or the month or the year? Like, I don't think, mm-hmm. I typically don't think that far ahead. It's very, uh, a lot of reactive rather than long-term right. strategy. I mean, but there's, there's, there's still some of that because you know there are going to be deliverables. Right. For customers. Right. I mean, it depends on like, if I'm working on a project, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm working on a project about half the time, um, Mm -hmm. the other half the time I'm more supervising projects. But even when I'm like the last big project I was on, um, was, uh, it was related to tax preparation. So it was kind of cyclical. Yeah. Um, we would get specs around October and have to launch, in January and mm-hmm. then would be sort of effectively on 24 seven call until mid April and then would have a few months of nothing. Um, but even on that, I mean, it was a, that was a 15 person team. It was like three QA people, 
three mobile developers, three or four front-end developers, three or four back-end developers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that was more like, I did a little bit of coding, but it was more stuff where it was like, oh, that's a simple, obvious bug that I can fix so that this person can do something important. Right. Um, that and doing things like, okay, today I will sit down and look at every open bug in Jira. Ah, uh, yes. Everybody's favorite, the 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 bug triage or the, the backlog triage. Backlog grooming, yeah. yeah. Like, And I wish I knew a better way to do it. Somebody was asking, like, how do you deal with a large backlog? And it, the only answer I have is, like, I literally sit down and go down the list in Jira and middle-click on each one to open it in a new tab. Mm-hmm. And then I look at each tab and say, does this still need to be open? Is it actually important? Did we fix this by accident? And the ticket's just still open. Um, do I need to kick somebody in the butt? And for this (laughs) project, there would be, you know, two, 300 tickets in the backlog at any given time. And it would be, all right, I'm going to spend the next four hours doing this. Yeah. Because there has to be one person who does it. Um, and I don't know how to delegate this. So, yeah. And there's, we have a mono repo driven by Git, and so there's something like, I want to say 5,000. It's a private repo, so you can't go look at it. But there's there's like 5,000 or so issues in there, and it's like, yes, we really need to groom that. Yeah. But everybody's like, no. Yeah, at that size, <laughs> that's not that's no longer useful. It's just noise. It, it yeah. becomes functionally, like, people are filing, people are filing new instances of existing bugs because they can't be arsed to search to find the existing ticket. Or it's GitHub search, so... Or so that they don't even find it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someday we'll fix that. Um, (laughs) I can complain about other people's searches now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, for for a larger project like that, Mm -hmm. again, it's still still super ad hoc. I mean, there are deliverables, and and you sort Mm -hmm. of have that in mind of like, like, for example, on that project, we shipped weekly. We yeah. would ship, we would go to QA on Wednesdays and it would ship to the customer on Thursdays um, and we would get their feedback and spend, you know, depending on how bad their feedback was, we would sometimes do another release on Friday. Yeah. Um, otherwise it would just roll into the next week. Um, so that was, you know, weekly releases for, uh, or we're closing 50 to hundred tickets per release for wow four months solid um and we got a lot done but a lot of people took a lot of time off yeah <laughs> in the yeah. summer um <laughs> so i for those types of projects i'd like to think of um like be, people ask me what i do it's like it's it's kind of hard to explain but i i sit in the chat slack channel i look for problems i try to head them off before they become big problems i'm basically right. my my goal is to be lube. Like I just want to make things go smooth. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, boy, have I got a whole bunch of phrases to make into badge coats this time. <laughs> I'm a helper. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so that brings us to number five. Here's where the embarrassing thing is. And it's like, what was number five? Uh, best advice. What is the best advice you have been given or you have given somebody else? Um, probably the best advice that I've been given is that, and, and I've in turn have given this to other people, um, is that it's okay to, t- to trade money for time. Oh, dear God, yes. Um, and I find that like... There was a point, like, so I, I was not originally in IT. I started out um, in biology and, and got a PhD in, in molecular biology. And so I went through this period of time that extended into my 30s where I was um, not making as much money as people in their 30s who are in IT typically are. Right. And you sort of still carry that mindset with you, right, of that that period of time in graduate school when you knew the direct deposit check was going to hit on this date and so you were putting the the check for the bill in the mail on a particular day knowing that they were going to cross um right 
you know, always just being very aware of that stuff. It wasn't until literally like a year ago that I set up auto bill. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because it was just the, the idea that, you know, something might happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So you, you stay in that sort of poor mindset or a feeling like there's some special virtue from, from doing it yourself um, and getting over that, like, you know, um, I pay somebody to cut my grass cause I hate cutting my grass. I like working in the yard in terms of like digging things up or putting in a garden or whatever, but just right, right. cutting the grass. No, I hate that. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do a good job at it. They do a great job. Like we pay somebody to come in every couple of weeks and clean the house. Right. Um, just because otherwise, you know, we argue about whose turn it is or who did it last Mm -hmm. time or what, and it's just, it's worth the money. They do a better job than we would do. And it forces us to pick up, um, before they come around because they're not going to pick your stuff up, right? They're there to clean. They're not there to tidy. Um, And, and you, you start when, when people start talking about that, one of the things I say is do the math. How much is your time actually worth? People forget their time is worth something. Yeah. You know, I can save money by doing it myself, but if, is it worth the four hours of time you're going to lose for the, whatever the person would charge? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's a, that was a big one. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any advice that I would say is good that I've given. That's always a tough one, right? One of the, the, uh, this isn't exactly advice, but I frequently see people, uh, particularly in IT, barking up this tree. And so one question I like to ask people when they're sort of hung up on this is, do you want to be right or do you want to win? Yes. Because sometimes, particularly in consulting, <laughs> if you want to win, you can't actually, you don't get to be right. Right. Um. So I, I sometimes like to give that advice to myself, maybe. Um, just just be wrong, take the win. Yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, there's, there's, I'm trying to figure out how to make it to the parallel of Ursula's productivity habit of she needs a mental break from the book, so she goes and argues on Twitter. But I don't know if there is one. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, but I will save it for... For I, I will I will put that one in my pocket. That one that one could be very handy at some future date. <laughs> Maybe not with her. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've heard the two of you on the show intros, and um, some of the older ones in particular. The I forget which one it was. Maybe ten. There was one where she yelled at you uh, quite yell as maybe an over <laughs> exaggeration she called you on your shit yes um, because of uh you, you kept talking about strategy versus tactics and after about 15 minutes of going around she was like wait you just mean short term versus long term and you were like yeah she was <laughs> like why don't you say that motherfucker <laughs> yeah <laughs> strategic yeah well you spend enough time in planning meetings for uh i was let's see about the time we're starting that one i was really involved in the uh uh, the GovCloud deployment for my employer and so i was spending a lot of time in those meetings had just gotten my uh my scrum master certification so uh, all of that is is sort of in distilling uh and sometimes i forget that you have to drop the um the uh, jargon yeah and and go for like the direct meanings and don't specialize it short term versus long term tactical versus strategic know your audience so that actually that reminds me of one one piece of advice i would say is another mm-hmm. good one that's been given me uh my my coworker rob who's the the vp of consulting he's the the closest thing i have to appear in our organization <laughs> um one of his sort of pet peeves is when somebody he he oversees sort of the project management uh section of the firm right um and the consulting part and so one of the things that will set him off 
is if you get an email from a customer um, or from you know somebody internal and you just turn around and forward it oh. without putting some sort of context on it, without adding something to it. His whole thing is you should always be adding value. Whatever yes. you do, if you touch something, there's always something you can do. If all you're doing is taking an email from somebody and forwarding it to somebody else, you're going to be replaced by a Gmail rule. At the very least, yeah. Right. So like that notion of everything I do, everything I touch, I want to improve in some way is it's, another good piece of advice I've been given. Like the old the, the sysadmin adage, I will replace you with a very small shell small script. Shell script. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I have that t-shirt. <laughs> I, I think I wore mine out. Mine's pretty raggedy. It was yeah. one of the, the Think Geek ones, and it's splitting where the along the print. The early early Think Geek stuff, yeah. Long yeah. before the acquisition, before the pop culture oh, yeah, no, ruination. Back way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was a sysadmin as a federal government contractor for, that was how I transitioned out of biology. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, back in the early 2000s. Yep. That was about the time I was working in fed space the first time as well. So yeah. yeah. Uh, no, wait, I was still at red hat. That was, that was the red hat days. Thinking of my red hat days. Um, we all make mistakes. We all miss deadlines or whatever. How do you deal with failure missing that goal? Um. It depends. I mean, it like so. I'm I'm a consultant, so I'm obligated to answer every question with it depends. Um, <laughs> so it depends on you know sort of what it is, who the obligation was to. Was it a was it a uh, was it just something I was trying to do for myself, or was it something I had committed to for somebody else? Um, if there's somebody else involved, you have to apologize. You mm-hmm. have to acknowledge the miss. Um, one of the things we've worked with really hard at work on communicating to people is it's actually okay. Like if you say you're going to have something done, you know, you say, I'm, I'll, I'll get that done to you by Monday. It's fine if you don't have it done by Monday. It's right. probably fine if you don't have it done by Monday. Probably okay. It's yeah. not okay if you just let Monday come and go without saying anything about it. You need to be out front at least Monday morning saying, hey, I said I was going to have this done. It's not done yet. Ideally on Friday, like as soon as you know you're not going to make the deadline, you need right. to be out in front of it saying, hey, I said this, some stuff happened. I can't do it now. Here's the new deadline. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, right? right? So you have to own it, apologize as appropriate, um, and then just, you know, dust yourself off and get back on the horse. Right. Um, I haven't found a tremendous amount of good in a lot of self-flagellation. There's a like again, depending on the size of the fail. Um, mm-hmm. If it's a really big fail, if it was particularly spectacular, you know, a little bit of of self-flagellation may be okay. Um, pity beer, um, yeah. but again, you you got to get back on the horse, get back in the game. You know, it's it's funny, and I uh, as someone who diagnosed chronic depression, blah, 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 pills, blah, blah, blah. Um, the big ones like that, I find them funny. It's like, yes, I apologize. This is kind of ridiculous. It's always the little ones that I end up beating myself up over. Yeah. Yeah. So. I am, I am fortunate in that my, uh, fortunate and unfortunate, I have, a, I have a pretty short attention span. Oh. It was one <laughs> of the reasons why I had to get out of science is because I just couldn't, stick with things for the length of time it took like it took months it's like this takes way too long um i need computers um (laughs) but so the thing is i like i don't stay mad at anybody for too terribly long because i just forget that i'm supposed to be mad with a few exceptions um gazing towards washington dc yeah Um, i know right uh, hmm. um but Most of the time, if it's a small thing, I, I will be banned in the moment, but I will get over it pretty quickly. Yeah. So what about the flip side of that coin? Do you celebrate your successes? Sometimes. Again, Sometimes. It, depends on, it depends on the success. It depends on how long the thing was or how big the goal was. Um, 
I think it's mm-hmm. it's something we have talked about at work, um, sort of amongst the leadership group, is that we don't do a very good job of celebrating our people's successes. It's something mm-hmm. we'd like to be better at. Because um, I think people appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, at, you know, if if your manager acknowledges something. Um, there's definitely been times when, you know, when I've done something. I used to, when I was younger, um, I would explicitly celebrate particularly su- particular successes. Like I had a almost like a ritual where if something, like <laughs> after I finished my orals, um, I went and sat outside my house and drank some scotch, smoked a cigar, and was like, this is done, right? Like, right. The way my program worked, if you passed through your orals, even if you washed out later, that was your master's degree. Oh, basically. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it was a PhD program. They would kind of give you a master's degree as a consolation prize. So it's like, this is a significant milestone, right? Like right. let's just pause for a moment and relish. Um, I don't do that so much anymore. One cigars are really bad for you. Mm. Um, two, I switched to bourbon. Um <laughs> Yeah. So, like in terms of, of, of rewarding stuff, as I've heard a number of your guests say, like I, I, I make a comfortable living and I don't do delayed gratification that well. So if I want something, I pretty much just go buy it in the moment. Um, That's so fair. there's no, yeah. like if, if I, if I do this, I can have that thing. Now I'm just going to buy the thing. Um, just faster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then, that's all the questions. Um, was that all the questions? That was all seven questions. You're good at this. I, I've I might have done it a couple times. <laughs> Hundred at least. I don't know. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with uh, the listeners? I don't think so. Um, I mean, I don't have a SoundCloud or anything. Um, <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at GeneHack. Um, I just relaunched my extraordinarily boring weblog at GeneHack.blog. Um, yeah, if, if you need some custom software developed, you should get in touch with me because I have a team of people who do that, and we would be happy to do it for you. Nice. Yeah. Um, other than that, no, um, I've, I've been – I will tell you I've been kind of tempted to start uh, – live blogging the listening of old productivity alchemy episodes (laughs) like retro style because dear god um there's some there's some good stuff in there yeah i i I do need to go back and and listen to some of them or or check my i I have all of my notes from all of the interviews so there's been a couple times i'm like wait didn't somebody say something about that have to dig through it uh because it's become not only a, a great resource for myself, but for so many people, I, that would be, I think that I would be flattered and find it hysterical, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. It's, there's definitely been times when, mm-hmm. when stuff has been said where I'm like, Oh, I wish I could send in a letter about that, but it was four years ago and <laughs> yeah. nobody cares. Right. Yeah. I still, I still get some, I still get those. It's like, yeah, I'll get that email, but, uh, I don't always, uh, Unless it's like a bug report, hey, I can't claim the badge. Usually, right. I'm like, maybe I'll read it on air, maybe I won't. There's, there's, um, uh, there's, there's just no telling. Yeah. <laughs> as as I'm staring at, oh yeah, I have to pick out uh, letters for next week's episode at this point in time. So, which for the people listening at home is last week's episode. Uh, see how. And Time travel is confusing. It really is. It really is. So, will I see you at opensource.com or not opensource.com? Uh, open, all things uh, open. All things open. Yeah. Um, you know, program selection committee willing. Yes, <laughs> I will. I will. I, I will be at ATO. All right. Um, trying to think of. I'm, I. If anybody goes to the Pearl Conference, I will be at the Pearl Conference, which is in Houston this year. Um, doing a talk. I think two talks there. Um, haven't heard about any other conferences. This is how Kevin and I know each other is from yeah. the acclaimed. It's Vicky's fault. Conference speakers. It's uh, pretty much everything's Vicky's fault. Yeah. Um, there is, by the way, this is going to confuse everybody who's not on Twitter. There is no posse TLD. Um, oh, I tried to register VMB POS dot <laughs> 
But Sorry. for some reason, they wouldn't allow that name to be registered, and I suspect that Sweden blocks domain names that have pos.se in them. Quite possibly, yeah. We'll figure it out. We we will. Vicky will be getting a posse, whether she likes it or not, I think. Oh, she has a posse. We just need organization. Oh, well. Then we're probably the right people for that. <laughs> exactly. All right. So thank you so much for, for oh, taking no. time out thank of your you day. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. And uh, for the people at home, we will be right back after this. back woo uh thank you so much gene for agreeing to appear on the show and take some time out to talk to us it's you know absolutely fantastic and i'm still uh, the the tool that gene recommended i downloaded it the one that he wrote specifically and i'm still getting the hang of it my workflow is a little different than the workflow he uses so it may just be one of those things, uh, the name of the tool being got. And that brings me to our badge word, code. Our badge code. Yes. Also the you. word of the day. The word of the week, the badge code of the week, which is git got G I T G O T, which is the tool, basically. The problem is the word of the day makes me think of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Well, nothing pops out of the ceiling and screams. Which is probably for the best. Yeah, yeah, that would that Don't would be tell excessive. Shepherd. All right, yeah, she's. She, like, yeah. We both look at the ceiling because <laughs> Shepard is is in the guest bedroom at the moment because it's supposed to snow tomorrow morning. Right, right, and yeah. So anyway, um, if you want to find out more about badges, uh, open badges, uh, badges. We don't need no stinking badges. No, you need this stinking badge. I know a lot of people who are excited about the badges. You can find out uh, on productivityalchemy.com in our badge how-to, and it's right there under badges on the, the main page. Are you boogieing on your bouncy ball chair? Yes. Okay. Just confirming. It's it's basically the white girl shuffle, except I'm I'm but I'm sitting on like a yoga ball, which is honestly one of the whiter things I've done. So uh yeah, this is this is like I'm taking it to the next level here, people. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway it's... Also a personal note. Oh shit. My favorite nursery locally closed down last year, a fact I only discovered about 20 minutes before we started the show, because they only announced it on Facebook. Those For the bastards. love of God, people, if your nursery is going out of business, can you put it on Twitter or send an email or something? Because or now something. I'm sad yeah. because I missed all of their their sales and they sold the nursery or they were looking for someone to sell a nursery. I don't know if they did. I don't know why they went under. And they were so good, and I would have gone and filled my arms with weird, rare plants and come away laughing maniacally. Okay, good, because I, I had this vision suddenly. If you would have heard they were going out of business and were looking to sell, and then suddenly you'd own a nursery. No, I couldn't keep up with it. It's too much work, and you have to have employees. They had some kind of nice gardens. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Kevin only knows this place as the place he went and sat on a bench for an hour while I wandered around laughing maniacally, but they had some good obscure Multiple stuff. Times. Like they were expensive and they were way the hell out in the middle of nowhere, but occasionally they had stuff that was like no one else has this. And True. they a lot of and they they had like rhapsodic uh, descriptions of each plant and whether it was native and where it was from and how much they loved it. And yeah, it was, it's a great sorrow. Just, just remember that the botanical garden annual native plant sale is coming up. That's true. 
and you can console yourself with native plants from the botanical gardens at a reasonable price. They had a weird hibiscus collection that, you know, that giant ass hibiscus we have out front, the one that gets like 12 feet tall and has little tiny white flowers. Yes. Yeah, that's actually a hibiscus, which normally has giant dinner plate-sized flowers, but this is a weird variant. And the one that's like hot pink, or, or, or like powder pink, and is adorable. I, I think so. Yes, that, that was from there, too. It's, are, are they inside or outside the chicken enclosure? They're outside the chicken enclosure. Okay. Yes, so they're they're still alive. But the the ones that, that the chickens like to nest in the middle of. Yes. Yes, yes. The, the giant tall plants that they, they live in, those those were all from there. Uh, and they're not there, and it, there's there's large chickens are just except if you have chickens that whatever section of the yard if they're not completely allowed to free range free range they will strip something bare. I actually want to, and this is like a a permaculture trick or yes. not trick or principle or whatever. I would like to allow chickens into the backyard for early spring, like this time of year. When they could take out all the uh, the cold season weeds oh, before and they everything would. starts, it would be lovely. The only problem is we have dogs, yeah, who would take out the chickens. So this is more of a long term dream. Yes, we could build a chicken tractor, but I th- basically see the dogs just hovering over it, screaming and traumatizing the chickens. So that yes, that that seems to be the case, unless we send Lorge with them, at which point the chickens will go on about their business and Lorge will be yelling back at the dogs. Yes. And so. Anyway, anyway. if you uh, if you would like to find out more about badge codes or how to give us money so we can go buy obscure plants, um, or... Okay, Kevin won't buy obscure plants. He has no opinions about them. I buy obscure plants. Uh... You can find all that information <laughs> on the website, which will be like... Yo, here's our Patreon, here's our Kofi. Or you don't have to give us money. Tell your friends about us. Yeah. Or, you know, don't do anything. Sit quietly. We'll still love you. Send us a letter. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, please. Uh, you can write us uh, either through the comment form on the website or directly, Kevin at Sunny.com. Kevin is also always looking for sacrifices. Tributes. 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 Okay, yeah, sacrifices is different. Look, just be on the show. I know you're thinking, I'm too boring. My job is dull. I could not be on the show. No, you are more interesting than you think you are. This is very true. There are people who who come to me and they're like, well, I don't know. I'm not that, you know, I, I don't think I'm that organized or productive. And then we start to dig in the interview. And then after it's over, they're like, oh, wow, I, I guess I really am. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah. by all means. But at this point, I can say I have had CEOs, I have had office managers, I've had VPs, I've had artists and authors, and I want to talk to you too. So, uh, you know, there's that. Yeah. All right. I uh, think that'll do it. Yeah, Patreon, coffee, contacts, badge info, badge info. Yeah, that. I think we that, did everything. Checks everything off the list. Yeah. So, folks, I hope you're having a better week than we had last week. Yes. And and if you're not, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Remember, chop wood, carry water, and try to stay productive. Wow, that got sad. I know. All right. Um. Yeah. Uh, Give I'm them a go- woo. Everybody likes a woo. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. The woo under duress feels weird. Okay, that's fair. Woo! <laughs>